0: Hello and welcome to episode number 56 of Future Chat from Unwind Media. I'm Rob Attrell and joining me as always is my co-host, Mike Atrell. Our certified senior contributor, Nick Maddox, is also joining us on a beautiful sunny spring day. Every week on this show, we aim to bring you all of the week's greatest science and tech news – Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download as well as a free 30 day trial by visiting audibletrial.com slash unwind, as in unwind media. Uh, Audible have over 180,000 titles to choose from, and they have apps for iPhone as well as Android devices. So, uh, I want to start off this week with some pretty big news. This is I, I technically I put this in follow up but it's not really following anything up except the discussions we've been having offline. Uh so I got a new part-time job. And it's a pretty exciting piece of news for me. Uh I am now a evening and weekend writer for com. They're a tech site. Does mobile news uh talking about cell phone carriers in Canada, talking about new devices, new gadgets. And I'm pretty excited about it.
1: Congratulations, Rob. That's very yeah. exciting. <laughs> I'll, I'll pretend I didn't already know about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm starting slow. So I've only written two things so far in the last week, but uh, it's pretty exciting news. I heard there was a lot of candidates and glad they picked me. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, I don't think it's not going to change anything in my in my future chat routine, but I'm looking forward to being able to actually... Sort of get my stuff out, my, my writing out to a larger audience. Yeah. And your first two articles,
1: for what it's worth, were very good.
0: Oh, thank you. I assume Nick didn't read any of them. There were two
2: articles?
1: There were two articles, yeah.
0: <laughs> I,
2: I read one of them. <laughs> I wasn't aware of the second.
1: <laughs> well, you have to start reading more mobile syrup than Nick. Yeah. What's it
2: about? <laughs> What's it about?
0: What is what about?
2: It's is it just like about mobile technology and how it relates to Canada? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to read did that.
1: You, Nick, did you intentionally say a boot? I I heard a boot.
2: No, you said what's it a boot? It <laughs> wasn't intentional. Oh. I guess that was all organic. <laughs> we we are Canadian after
0: all. Uh, as is mobile syrup, as I understand yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're pretty big. They so, are actually. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, But on to bigger and better tech news. Nick, this is something that was covered extensively on mobile syrup.com. Microsoft's build conference happened this week, or I guess today is the last day maybe, but uh, they announced a bunch of stuff to do with windows 10, uh, including a new build that has the final version of what was called project Spartan and is now called Microsoft edge, their new web browser to I guess replace internet explorer as the the de facto microsoft browser from here on out um so i don't know mike i I know you at least saw some of the news nick apparently doesn't care at all about anything microsoft related uh what did you think about? it's
2: no 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 it's not that i don't care about anything microsoft related it's that i care very little about anything mobile related
0: okay well it's not just like everything is mobile the laptop you're on right now is mobile <laughs> My God! <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Worldview change, right there, guys.
0: Yep.
1: Rob, you're 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 asking about our thoughts on
0: what you thought about the window, the Windows 10 news that you read, and I'm assuming you didn't watch any of the keynote or any of the, the I, recaps or anything. I watched
1: the Hololens parts that you okay. pointed out. Okay, and yeah, that was that was cool. Um, I think Microsoft is slowly but surely clawing their way back to revelant rel- relevance relevance within the tech community.
2: Will they revel in their relevance? <laughs>
1: <laughs> revelance, re- relevance? Re- relevance, relevance, relevance. Yeah, I said that right.
2: Yeah, you did.
0: Yeah, I know that's, but, oh, <laughs> we don't know why you're questioning yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cause it, I thought I said revelance, but then
2: you did say revelance. And then I said, is that, <laughs> are they re- reveling in their relevance? See 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 it was a clever wordplay on <laughs> on a mistake Mike and uh <laughs> jokes are always the funniest when you get to explain them right after. I think we can <laughs> move on. So
1: Microsoft released their I think they they started their whole uh march back into the spotlight with their Surface their Surface tablet line. And uh I think they've only been improving since then. So I think this this build conference from what I've read it was actually a very good conference and, and very promising. And I think a lot of the developers are optimistic at the approach that Microsoft is taking with it as far as integrating cross-platform, not only with their browser, but also their uh, their Windows 10 system with allowing the iOS and Android apps to be ported into it. And uh, one of our stories today talks about the, the Microsoft Band as well and how that's becoming a bit more open source and uh, kind of allowing for... Uh, innovation with developing. So,
0: yeah, it's pretty exciting that w- when when they were split display- when they were doing the demo of Hololens, this is it was a it's just a regular Windows app that has code to run on Hololens. Like, if you develop an app, you can develop one for the desktop, for the laptops, for phones, for the Internet of Things. So connected devices like a washing machine, for instance, if you wanted, or like a holographic computer that you wear on your face and we, we can debate endlessly whether or not it's a hologram again but uh hololens is it's holographic technology whether or not it's di- displaying an actual hologram it's all one platform so the developers can develop one thing also uh xbox i don't have an xbox so it didn't it never really occurs to me as important but a lot of people love xbox since so you be able to run windows apps on xbox as well Nick, did you
1: happen to catch any of the news on what Microsoft's doing right now?
2: No, okay, you'll have to just pay attention to any of the news stories then <laughs> it's a It's a shame I don't have a plate of bacon that I could mute the microphone <laughs> and then mount
0: down on mount down on well, now we'd be able to see you so it you'd be less <laughs> less discreet about it. Uh, I'm fine with transparency about eating bacon. <laughs> That's fair uh so that one of the cool things that that i guess one of the coolest things that i saw at this keynote address was what they are what microsoft are calling continuum and that's it's not necessarily brand new but the ability to take a phone running uh windows 10 plug hdmi into it and plug it into a monitor that has a keyboard and uh trackpad or mouse i guess and you can basically run a full version of desktop windows from a phone. We've seen it before with the Motorola Atrix, but that was sort of a a not so great version of Android, I believe it was. Or was it uh was it Windows? results of the Ubuntu phone that Cuz it was that. so long ago. Yeah, uh, the the difference between I think the Ubuntu phones and Microsoft is that Microsoft has this giant I mean, first of all there's a big band of developers that are very uh have a lot of allegiance to microsoft but also they have a, the power of a lot of momentum over the last 20 years i mean some of it's come and gone obviously but they have a lot of people backing them whereas ubuntu is open source and mm. it's sort of regarded that there's not a lot of money in developing for, for ubuntu and so i think it's, it, it has a better chance of getting to mass market if microsoft are, are leading the initiative yeah
1: now with that it's not the phone that's doing the legwork for the processing and stuff, right? It's just feeding information. No,
0: it no it's the phone.
1: They're plugging into a monitor or a computer, a monitor. Oh, it is a monitor. Okay. Sorry. I thought yeah. I missed D you? Okay. So does this mean we're like reaching peak phone with like, like, you know, with like the phone pad, right? How it's like the phone yeah. into yeah, the yeah. tablet. We're like literally a step away from plugging that tablet into a bigger monitor to be a computer. Yeah. That's, that's pretty this, exciting.
0: This is the start of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it really does feel like the future to I mean, right now, a lot of people I, I know a few people who have very, very old computers or computers that just don't work. And so they're literally using their phone as their main computing device. And we're not talking about like a, a third world country where a lot of the people de- uh, depend on cell networks for for communications. But these are people who have options of buying a laptop and running it on a. On a Wi-Fi network, but they're choosing to just have a phone, and so this would enable you to just have that one powerful phone that's small and compact. But if you wanted to do actual work, if you were sitting down at a desk, you just plug your phone in. You don't need a new computer; you just have a bigger monitor, and yeah. you could do you could do the same thing with your TV in theory. Yeah.
1: Well, and arguably, you can use, say, a Surface tablet or an iPad with a keyboard as a computer in in yeah. a lot of cases for. Because iOS or OS has all the same essentially the same apps as iOS. And the surface you can run as a desktop Windows version pretty much anyway. So yep. your I don't think your idea of what a PC is is kind of more dynamic than ever, I think.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Uh so the other big thing that Microsoft announced, at least to me, like I, I'm so interested in the HoloLens. We we talked about it. A lot in the past episodes so i don't think we need to go fully back into it but what they have been able to do with the hololens they did a a sort of real demo this time uh showing basically the ability to pin things pin windows like you would on a desktop to surfaces around your house and to be able to unpin them and sort of have them follow you around in in the way that we were talking about in that that past episode I just think that it's such a cool future to be able to walk around and have computer things sort of overlaid on your environment in in a full computer without without having to peer through I know there's augmented reality apps for phones where you're sort of looking through a little window at your world we you have to constantly be moving it around whereas with holographic windows holographic technology it's just there and Mike, one of the things that you pointed out is that it says it only covers 20% of your field of view. And we're, we're kind of unclear on what exactly that means, but I don't know. It It seems like it's not – you wouldn't have your entire field of view seeing holograms. But you also wouldn't necessarily have your full field of view if you're wearing these goggles that that you're looking through.
1: Yeah, like from, from what I've understood, it's not – if you say pin a TV on your wall – or a video, I guess, not a TV, but a video screen, and it's within your front, like, center 20%, and you move away, as soon as it's out of that view, it disappears until you turn back, and it's still in that same place you put it, like, relative to the real-world objects, but you don't see it unless that 20% is actually on that area of the room. So, like, so they still follow you around and stay where you put them, but... (laughs) you can't actually see them unless that 20% is, is focused on them, which is, I don't know. Hopefully maybe they will expand that to be a a bit more.
0: Well, arguably that's a good thing though.
1: It, it is. And it's not like, it'd be good if you can kind of use your peripheral a little bit to kind of, if you say you're like, turn this way and like a message pops up on your Skype, then you want to be able to kind of like see like, I don't, maybe a notification comes up on your, your perimeter to say, hey, you have a yeah. Skype notification, you can turn towards it, that would be fine. But I don't know how else you'd be able to see that kind of stuff unless you were able to see it in your peripheral. You know
0: what I mean? So w- what I'm thinking is th- the situation that they've set up is ideal because you would have, you'd have your video playing on your wall, for instance. They, set, they had it set up on a wall and he was able to make it the full, the full size of the wall just by stretching out the window he's look if he's watching the tv over on his right hand side of his vision and he knows he's got his skype conversation pasted somewhere on the left side of his vision he can literally turn his head to the left when he gets a skype like a skype would make a ding or something the skype message sound i haven't used skype in such a long time that i don't know what it sounds like anymore but you would look away from the tv the the video that's playing at skype but it wouldn't mean that like the the video would still play the sound system that it devised basically simulates surround sound so if you looked away you'd still hear the video playing as though it was in the same spot but you're turning your head away would you yeah the video wouldn't okay. stop it would just be okay. playing it would That's be like to know. it would be like moving uh if you're playing a video on your desktop computer and you move your your video uh window like off to the right of the screen, Rob. I know. I know it wouldn't stop. No, no, no it wouldn't stop playing. It would keep playing. I know how looking idea.
1: around and hearing things works.
0: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to suggest you don't. <laughs> I just think. I think that's a good way. I mean, I obviously haven't seen a demo of it with my own eyes, right? Like with the Hololens yeah. on, but it seems like that's the yeah. right approach to take. It wouldn't stop playing just because you're not looking at it. Like yeah. that's the whole point of allowing it. You to pin stuff. On walls, so that you turn 180 degrees away, it'd be behind you. Yeah, in in virtual reality, but you it would still be playing.
1: Yeah, Yo, know, I'm I'm excited to demo it somewhere sometime. Like even if I had to pay like five bucks to play with it for a bit, I I totally still do it. Like even yeah. if, like, if it was like at the Stampede where they had a booth like a Microsoft booth, and it's like oh come try a Hololens, like I'd be all over yeah.
0: that. I mean, you guys have a Microsoft store in Calgary. Yeah. We don't have a Microsoft store here yet. But I would definitely go try it out.
1: I I don't know if they'd have a working model there. That'd be cool to see. Eventually, though. I guess if once it became more mainstream. If yeah. they
0: released it as a product, yeah. they would. Right? Can you, and you then try? I an, would buy it? Can
1: you try an Oculus anywhere right now?
0: I don't think you can. I, I'm sure you can try it somewhere in the world. I just well, don't know. If... Yeah, not like <laughs> in the offices of Oculus. <laughs> there's, no, there's no Facebook store, as far as I know.
2: Right. You gotta like break in there and. Uh... <laughs> just
1: socially engineer your way in and just be like hey bob
2: <laughs>
0: utilize your social network Yeah. And, ah. uh, yeah <laughs> so all right um the last piece of news from the build conference mike there is a some updates to the microsoft band you wanted to talk about
1: yeah this i don't think this is from the build it, i don't know it it was definitely
0: from, if it happened this week it's yeah definitely it happened from build. this
1: week but i don't think it happened from the build conference it might have maybe
0: it wasn't in a keynote but yeah. if it was it's microsoft they definitely and they talked about this at build okay they had sessions on it or something and maybe it wasn't in the keynote but
1: right so for for those who don't know they, they have a microsoft band which is almost a smartwatch it's it's kind of is more than a it's more of a smartwatch than a fitbit would be even the fitbits i can tell time it does more than that but it's not as extensive or it's not as functional as say like a model 360 or an Apple watch, of course. Um, but it's, it's essentially like a band that has a little, uh, interactable screen that kind of displays information depending on what you set up for it. And they've announced that there's a capability now to develop your own web apps that can run on the Microsoft band. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's as simple as just going on and just, loading it to your account and saying, show on my watch. So it could be like a weather app or, you know, a stock ticker or sports scores or whatever. And it shows up as like a tile for your Microsoft band. So it's very customizable. You can kind of like literally any, I think they said any, whatever standard of web script can be loaded huh. for that watch.
0: Like HTML? I, let me just... I have it so the, on here th- this really makes me think about the original apps that you could make for iphones when it was first released back in 2007 jc it's, sorry it's
1: json or xml script okay yeah
0: so the, the first time the when the iphone before i had an app store they said what they they had what they called a sweet solution that allowed you to build a web app for an iphone and they were like you don't even need apps because you can just run this web page. And it was basically <laughs> within six months, they had an app store because it was just terrible. Web apps are not as good as native applications. And so I think this is Microsoft sort of concession that we're working on it. We don't really have something yet, but here's something in the meantime, I, if if any Apple developers or pundits care, like followed the Microsoft news they'd be looking at this and going wow this is exactly what apple tried like eight years ago and it was terrible so hopefully it's a stopgap because it's not it's not great
1: for, for the kind of device that it is i don't know if you guys have seen it but it, it looks like it's not trying to be your like premium smartwatch right it looks like it's a fitness band that gives notifications and just like glancing and tracks info. activity yeah, yeah. So like I think for, for the functionality it has right now, this is kind of the best you could expect and also ideal to have for, for the point it's at right now. Yeah, if it if it was the point with yeah, like an iPhone where it was, it made sense for it to have apps because it had yeah. like a big screen and a lot more kind of right. flexibility with that. But for like a two square inch, not even one and a half square inch space, like I don't know how much additional value an app is gonna add to it.
0: Right. No, but these are kind of like they're web apps. That that is an app. It just uses a different language. Right. It uses XML or JSON. This is not that different from what Apple is doing with their watch. They're basically saying you can set up you can set up the ability for your phone app to send sat- static stuff right. to the watch screen. Right. It's not. It's not a native app on the watch. It's a projection right. from the phone. Right. So it's. It's the same idea because this this technology isn't powerful enough to be able to run itself without just depleting its battery in like twenty minutes. Right. So I think I think in all both cases it's a stopgap, and yeah. so it's something you're going to see while the technology gets better before they can yeah. do it.
1: I think the big news here is that anyone who owns the band could, in theory, go and write their own web app for it. Right. Like, just using standard templates or even just like a form type fill out saying, okay, what do you want to do? Like almost like a Tasker type interface. Like you could almost have an app or a site that lets you build web apps for your band.
0: Right. And, right? and iOS did have that. Well, while that was a thing, it might, there might still be type template builders. Okay. For that. Yeah. But it's not, it's not a great solution
1: for a watch. It is for a phone. It's not
0: for, even for a watch. It's not, it's a stopgap maybe it's it's like the the cheapest simplest way you could do something but it's not it's not something you'd want as a sustainable long-term thing it's not it's not a means to any end it's just like hey i know we can't have apps yet cuz it's they'd be too power hungry so here's you can make web apps for now yeah it's hard for me to interpret it any other way than that
1: that's fair i i'm not familiar enough with the ios history to from what i've read about it or the one article i read they they seemed optimistic about it but yeah they did mention that this isn't a long-term thing but it's it's Mm -hmm. good to see them kind of putting this out there for now
0: yeah yeah Yeah, for sure all right nick are you ready to talk (laughs) (laughs) are we what (laughs) yeah nick you wanted this you asked if we could make this a tesla episode
2: (laughs) oh thank god we're talking about tesla (laughs) Okay, we're done talking about Microsoft, are we? <laughs> For now. Yeah, let's talk about Tesla.
0: So what what did Tesla announce as of
2: this recording two days ago? What didn't they announce? They they announced nothing short of the future, Rob. Well, okay.
1: fill us in, Nick.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, this is Rob's story. Oh, is it? I, yeah. I put the link in there. Well, Nick, you can talk Nick, about it. Nick, go ahead and talk about it.
2: <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, this definitely belongs in follow-up. I mean... <laughs> Remember when we were talking about that giant house battery that uh, Tesla was gonna release? Yeah. Well they released it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It almost wasn't even a teaser because everyone already knew what they were gonna announce.
1: They actually already yeah, pre announced no, like, they were going to announce it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I was no less excited
2: by the announcement though. Yeah. No, nor I. Yeah. It's actually a really sleek looking piece of equipment mm-hmm. yeah. or a battery.
1: I think I anticipated it to be something you wouldn't want shown but he almost could like, like he yeah. doesn't have to be in your wall. You, you could just have it there
2: and it would like a piece yeah. of art. Yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah. Did we, now I'm forgetting exactly what went down when we talked about it, but did we not discuss the possibility of just keeping the batteries in a wall or something yeah. like that? We did. Well,
1: what well, what it was, is oh, that good for us, what, what it was, is that the blogger for wired Rhett Elaine. Yeah did a calculation on how big the battery would need to be. And he said it would be big enough or small enough for that matter to be able to fit in a wall, like a four by eight type size. Mm. So, and that, and that seems to be kind of the scale that this battery is anyway. So
0: I was going to say basically what it is. (laughs) I think it's a little smaller than he was saying, but that's because it doesn't, it wouldn't power your home. It would, it would help offset Powering your home when when electricity is expensive.
2: Yeah. Well, no. Like, the the implication was that you could build a battery bank out of these. And you could
0: entirely yeah. power your home with solar. Yeah. Right. You'd need a bank. Yeah. You wouldn't have one. Well, no. <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: It's, that's, that's interesting about that. They talked about collecting energy while it was low. Like, low charge. Like, off-peak. Yeah. And then distributing it to your home when it was high. I know yes calgary at least the plan i'm on it we don't it's not a varying rate like it doesn't go off peak on peak i know ontario does yeah we do but
2: well ontario is also a slightly different economy you're dealing with
1: yeah we just got we got oil to burn so we don't care
2: (laughs) well you're actually burning coal so (laughs) (laughs) oh man
1: Can you say that with any more disdain, Nick?
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly? Yeah, probably. What are we doing? This is the 21st century. This is Canada. I
1: was surprised at how much coal we use. I'm not going to lie.
2: It's like all coal. Yeah. (laughs) It's like in Ontario, you have that, like there's a pie chart of what, or where power generation comes from. Like, what is it? It's either, I think it's half nuclear, a quarter hydro, and the rest is made up by, like, other stuff. And then Alberta's pie chart is just coal. And natural gas. Lots and lots of coal.
1: Natural gas and wind are in there, too. You got wind in the south, gas scattered. Yeah,
2: and, like... Following that logic, if I, like, blow towards a wind turbine, I'm on there, too. But it's not a significant contribution. Well, what do you want us to do, Nick?
1: Do you want us to use our bountiful waterfalls to generate hydro? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. You've
2: got water coming down <laughs> from the mountains. Yes, that is what I want. That would be cool. Also, build an effing nuke. <laughs> They're so much better than coal
0: definitely call it a nuke when you build it too (laughs) people love nukes not just the nuke an effing nuke (laughs) Uh, so let's get back on drag here the i think it's interesting to to talk a bit about the actual way that they went about doing this so the
2: I, i love the graphic they put out where they did have an effing nuke in the graphic of uh where the power wall fits into the oh yeah i
1: think i remember these yeah they showed like the little stack i i shared it
2: on facebook and actually said i'm glad to see there's a nuke on there Yeah. okay nuclear power is the future (laughs) yes along with the power wall
0: (laughs) so the the actual battery itself is uh about 1.3 meters tall about uh 86 centimeters wide and then 18 centimeters deep which to me it looks like a very modern gravestone <laughs> with the word tesla on it like it's, a, r- a it's roughly the size gravestone. and shape that of is a gravestone. pretty short
1: i didn't think it was that small the pictures i saw never had a scale next to it so i couldn't tell how big it was yeah it's
0: about four and a half feet tall oh. for the imperialists oh. among us um but it, it so <laughs> It's not meant to, like, they're basically saying, they're saying you can mount this in your garage. That's a good place for it. Uh, It operates as low as minus 20. So I heard people, uh, Canadians, (laughs) raising concerns that sometimes it gets colder than that in their garages. It's a true story. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, overall, I'm not sure specifically. I haven't looked into it enough to know how it comes in seven kilowatt hours or 10 kilowatt hour sizes. I don't know how much. The typical home uses over a given amount of
2: time but they did have on the website they had estimates for like you know how much this thing uses however i'm not sure whether it was kilowatts or kilowatt hours for because, which well all of their estimates
0: there did it, you look at the press release rob i'm looking at did it you, right now <laughs> oh it was like way at the bottom so it's there's seven kilowatt hours or ten kilowatt hours, yeah, sizes, capacity, yeah, and then it can use yeah, that's that's a measure of capacity, yeah, yeah. yeah. It can provide it can provide two kilowatts of power continuously. Okay, but so I have no at comparison. Three or five hours, yeah.
2: Good
1: math, Nick.
0: At, at, at <laughs> full capacity, but I don't know how much how much energy a typical home would use in a given amount of time. I don't know the wattage of a typical. We have to add up all well, your light
1: bulbs and your t v and your, and your computer yeah,
0: and your, and computer. your <laughs> heating system
1: just if if you pay your electricity bill, just look to see how much you use and then
0: that's true yeah yeah yeah, so this is not like this is not meant to be something that a casual person gets into they're saying that you'd use it this a kind of person that would benefit from this is someone that has solar panels um it's a three thousand dollars for the starter one and then you can get. About almost fifty percent more capacity for five hundred extra dollars at thirty five hundred. I think that's it's affordable in terms of the cost of a house, but it's certainly not cheap. Nor should it be. I mean, it seems pretty affordable in terms of what you get.
1: Yeah. Did they s- cite okay. any? Sorry, go ahead,
2: Rob in the chat. I see. I just posted a link. Yep, at the bottom or right above specs and below capacity. There's a little tab. How much electricity does my home use? <laughs> it's as if they anticipated people asking that question, Rob. Yeah, crazy. So
0: basically, this could run a refrigerator for about a day and a half.
1: Did they? Yeah. Did they cite a lifetime, like as far as number of cycles?
0: Uh, it's got uh, a ten-year warranty for ten years. Ten yeah. years.
1: Using it every day full discharge
0: it has a 10-year warranty
2: that's so we don't know the lifetime we just know the warranty. i'm trying to I, think I, if here.
1: it's viable as like a solar a solar energy battery bank if you're gonna that's go what strictly they're saying it's a, trying to go yeah. strictly solar like off the grid
0: they're saying that's a good use for it i don't know it, it might if everyone had one it might work or if you had multiple solar panels and multiple uh, power walls i don't know if one would do it no, I don't think one would cuz
1: it wouldn't it you're saying it doesn't have enough capacity to power for an entire day.
0: Right. Yeah. It might be able to sustain you through the night, but if you're in a cloudy if you're in a place that gets cloudy at all, you'd constantly be worrying right about your solar about your capacity. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I think this is this is really cool. They're saying they're, they're optimistically saying they want to ship these by late summer. Um, there's a lot of people saying they have this new gigafactory being built in Nevada. They're calling it a gigafactory. That really is kind of a meaningless buzzword. But they really well, it, want to ramp up it produces up a gigawatt, so. Are they? What does producing a gigawatt mean? Like, they're building batteries. Oh, Rob. What? It's.
2: It's accompanied by a solar farm that has like a, what is it? We talked about this like in a previous episode. I do episode. remember we
1: mentioned Gigafactory
0: before. But that doesn't mean it has any meaning.
2: Yeah, it, it does. It refers to like the capacity or something like that. But it's a factory that builds batteries. Rob, just, just stop for a minute, okay? <laughs> All right. I haven't had enough patience yet. <laughs> well, drink some. <laughs> i'm working on it the only hits for gigafactory are tesla hits
0: right because tesla it's a it's a tesla factory it produces it says by 2020 they want to produce 35 gigawatt hours of batteries it's a it's a meaningless it's a buzzword it's like nanotechnology it's just
2: Oh, so it's referring to the order of
0: magnitude uh, but
2: <laughs> i know
1: what you're Over, saying rob i it's understand referring
0: to the yeah. they're talking about 35 gigawatts of batteries annually they're not making yep. a gigawatt per day. They're making a gigawatt per arbitrary amount of time. <laughs> it's just meaningless. I'm going to have
1: to go with Rob on this one, Nick. I, I know what you thought it meant, and I th- I was thinking the same thing, but it doesn't mean that
0: in this case. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's still like... I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm not saying it's not a good idea. I was
2: going to say the other, the other thing to note there is the gigawatt hour that that massive solar farm produces, Ontario's nuclear generators can produce that in a matter of hours.
0: Nick, you're big on nukes today.
2: (laughs) I'm always big on nukes.
0: Solar's for jokers. (laughs) I'm going to have to go back and find that where you posted uh, a nuke in this press release because I don't see it.
2: It's on my Facebook. I know.
0: That's what I mean. I'm going to have to go back and look. Uh, Anyways, Nick, is there anything more you want to say about the Powerwall? Uh, It's the future, man. We have a lot of stories here about the future of energy generation. Um, So I I believe this was you, Nick, this MIT invention. Yeah. Yeah. It
2: turns salt water into drinking water using solar power. Realistically, having looked at the article, there's, it's pretty short on details, which is awesome, (laughs) but basically they're, say like they're trying to put energy into a battery bank and then using that to uh i guess they've managed to achieve electrodialysis in some very high energy efficiency. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting because water's a huge deal and becoming a bigger and bigger deal as the days go by. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the drought in California and stuff like that. Yes. But- yeah, that's that's becoming an issue. But I mean, the electrodialysis is pretty interesting. I don't know if you guys have looked into that, but I briefly did while you guys were talking about Microsoft.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I've looked into it. I mean, I know they they've we've been getting we've been using solar power indirectly to get uh, fresh water for a really really long time, just evaporating it and then collecting the runoff evapotranspiration yeah so but this is more directly applying like it's applying i guess it's probably more efficient than that um well
2: yeah when you assume that you know to evaporate enough water to form clouds yeah to eventually rain everywhere and then collect it in one that that would take a lot of energy for us to do ourselves that's not what i'm talking about at all <laughs>
0: <laughs> no? Okay. I'm talking about solar stills, I believe is what they're called. Um where you Oh that's what you're talking yeah, about. So gathering Okay. Gathering a localized very short amount of rainfall.
2: <laughs> okay, no, because you said like, yeah, we've been using it indirectly. I'm like, well yeah, because the wind and right. rain, that's all solar powered.
0: So I guess the the main difference here in terms of energy is that if you're using electricity from solar power you don't have to heat the water up to a hundred, or not a hundred, I guess, but near nearer to a hundred. You don't have to heat up water to get it to evaporate. Uh, obviously, you're not boiling water when you're using a solar still. Well, you're not making, yeah, you're not. Yeah. Wait.
1: Well, there's also there's always a level of vapor unless you're at right. What, but you want to increase degrees, four yeah. degrees Celsius
0: or whatever. You want to increase the vapor right amount. in a solar. You have to raise the temperature a solar still would the temperature of the water would need to be hotter you'd have to put a bunch of the energy into heating up the water so you're it's going to be less efficient yes. than collecting electricity yes. and electrolyzing the water
2: you're not electrolyzing the well you might be in a small amount but that's not the objective of it
0: so what what is this
2: that's what it's that's what it read like to me how is it using no it's it's electro ele-
0: electrodialysis not electrolysis okay so it's separating the salt from the water using electricity? Yes. Okay. It, I'm not super familiar with that. Is it like How would it
1: precipitating the salt out?
0: No. I am
2: I went to the Wikipedia article for electrodialysis. I. This is something that I would very much like to have an expert sit me down and just talk me through.
0: Yeah.
2: Because... To me, it just looks like, I don't know. Magic? It just looks like you had a balance system, and then somehow it became unbalanced, and I'm not entirely <laughs> sure how that happened. But, yeah, you you have a feed for a, a depleted stream and a concentrate stream. So you're going to have two streams of water like your your one's going to be the one you want to drink and the other's the concentrate. Mm -hmm. But I'm not entirely sure how that would work with seawater, whether you would have your diluted system in a closed loop or your concentrate in a closed loop, but details. Uh, Long and short, it pulls salt out of the D stream and puts it into the C stream using electricity. So... Like an osmosis-type thing? Uh, no. You're using... (laughs) I'm just throwing out
1: chemistry
0: words here. All right, so Mike is trolling now.
1: (laughs) I'm not trolling. I'm trying to understand, but that's all I... I, I'm thinking about, like, cell equilibriums, and that sounds like what that is.
2: Right. That is osmosis. Well, cell equilibriums don't involve, like, uh, pumping based on ionic... Concentrations, something or others. Like you're, you're
0: charging two. It electrodes. is ion exchange
1: membranes. That's osmosis.
0: It's how is it osmosis? It like might be reverse osmosis. balances
1: through membranes. Isn't that pretty much what osmosis? Is
0: I, well, go ahead, Nick. Os-
2: <laughs> 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 this is like when I used to ask questions of profs and they're just like no <laughs> <laughs> no that's not it at all no but you understand why what i'm
1: trying to understand like i this is all the yeah, background i have but it's
2: nothing like that okay like osmotic pressure has to do with oh <laughs> uh, like osmotic pressure is we need a biologist differences
0: in here. We don't need a biologist here. No, we
2: don't, because this has nothing to do (laughs) with biology.
0: There's a fundamental misunderstanding going on here.
2: Yeah, Where's that XKCD (laughs) (laughs) comic? Osmosis and osmotic pressure have to do with differences of concentration and wanting to – like a physical force trying to normalize the two. Okay. Or balance the two, rather. Yeah. Okay. And this – As far as I can tell, doesn't really, if it uses a membrane, that's not really the primary feature of it. Yeah. It's taking advantage of the electrical charge of the ions and using electrodes to physically move them away from the bulk solvent. As near as I can figure based on this, uh, this picture I'm looking at. Did you guys, Okay, so there, were you aware that I posted the link yes. in yeah. the chat? There, there's, a, okay. there's
1: a quote here that says, electrolysis processes are different compared to distillation techniques and other membrane-based processes, such as reverse osmosis. So this it is saying that it is different. But it's saying it's that dissolved species are moved away from feed stream rather than the reverse. Right. I don't know what that means.
2: It's the feed stream is what you're feeding into the system
0: as i understand it okay it seems like the kind of thing that we're not going to be able to fully explain within the realm of a of a broadcasted show but uh we'll definitely put a link to further explanation of electrodialysis for those that are interested we
2: should have a uh a future side chat on electro or on uh desalinization we should i think it's just desalination
1: Yeah, it it is desalination.
0: okay. How about that? (laughs) But all in all, it is interesting research, and it does more efficiently get salt out of potential drinking water. And they're saying it also uses UV light
2: to purify. It doesn't have to be a a solar feed to it, though. They
0: just charge their batteries using solar. I think that in this case, it's probably... Solar power is a is an important sort of buzz term, and so they're like, we have these solar panels, we may as well use them to power this experiment to get funding.
2: Well, part of it,
0: part of it's buzz. It's well,
2: I mean, I seem to recall buzzwords being used to fund
0: your research. Rob. They absolutely were. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying I think that's why so they used, just yeah, that's why they did it. Well, no, like
2: part of one of the big deals with desalination is to try and get it to Africa. Yeah, and I was gonna say, yeah, you're heavily off grid in Africa, yeah. so that's probably why they're talking about using yeah. or even you know solar power because solar is plentiful in Africa, yeah, or
1: even on like ships or like that kind of thing, like yeah, with, like emergency yeah. situations or like camping yeah. or any of that kind of stuff where you can't just plug into the grid.
2: Yeah. Because a lot of times that you really need desalination is when you're off grid. Yeah. Yeah.
0: One of the things I was reading uh, in response to the Tesla announcement is that there are going to be places like in Africa that are going to be able to completely bypass having any grid because they will have a battery bank and solar panels and they they won't need to plug into an electrical grid because there will there'll be micro grids yeah. all over the place.
2: Mm.
1: And thanks to Zuckerberg, they'll also have Facebook.
0: Yep. <laughs>
2: because that's what poor africans need facebook Uh,
0: (laughs) so um the next story here is also about alternative energy indirectly which i think we've also talked about we did we talk about it specifically or have we just talked about it in general,
2: We talked about uh, that Navy study where they powered a little plane off oh, of yeah. carbon dioxide oh, yeah. and water. Is,
1: that, is this the same thing?
2: <clears throat> I, I, don't, well, the same. I mean, fundamentally, they made a fuel out of carbon dioxide and water. Just...
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. So what, what did Audi do?
0: So Audi has create made diesel out of carbon dioxide and water. So and, not jet fuel then. And, and again... More applicable they they also did it apparently it's clear like it it's not like it's very very pure and they also used um renewable energy sources again probably because there's a huge buzz in getting renewable energy and we could have plugged it into the wall but yeah. this will get us more funding <laughs> Which, it, I mean, it's good. It, it is good that we have government subsidies and fund and grants for people using renewable energy. I'm saying that's probably why they are doing it, even in testing cases. Like they're they're testing to make sure it works, even if you use uh, renewable energy. Like it's still high enough um, thresholds to actually power the process.
2: The electrons are of fundamentally different quality when they come
0: from renewable. I'm not saying they're fundamentally so. different. I'm saying it's different amounts of power that you can generate. <laughs>
2: i know rob i know i can
0: i can never tell with you nick uh so what they're saying here is that audi have set up a they have a pilot plant that pumps out 160 liters of synthetic diesel every day which doesn't seem like a lot but i guess uh (laughs) i mean it's not a lot but it's 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 a sort of that's
2: four trucks a day it's a perfect
1: concept Four trucks
2: or four cars
1: Oh, gas tank wise, right? Yeah, really fuel efficient. Standard gas forty tanks. liter yeah. tank.
2: Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, isn't that a standard size? Forty or fifty liters?
1: I don't know. I, people always say mm. my forty dollars. Mike,
2: <laughs> having lived in Alberta all his life,
1: <laughs> people say my forty. Yeah, well, that's the thing. My my forty dollars. One hundred and sixty
2: liters. Wow, that's one <laughs> fill up for me.
1: My my forty dollar <laughs> gas tank is like, wow, that's so small. i don't know
0: (laughs) so the the cool thing about this is that a it is using carbon dioxide to create fuel and b they're saying that once the production is scaled up and gets more efficient they'll be able to sell this for about a dollar to a dollar fifty a dollar to 1.5 euros per liter depending on the cost of renewable energy at that time so our we could get to a point where the, our fuel costs depend on how much uh, electricity is being generated by renewable means.
1: Is that supposed to be a good thing? A buck or a, do- a euro, a liter? That sounds expensive. Well,
2: if you've been to Europe, I assume that's okay.
1: In Canada, that's pretty expensive.
2: Well, in America, it's pretty cheap to buy gas. It's true.
1: I know, it's even cheaper than here. So why are they...
2: Europe is I mean, more I mean, expensive. North America,
1: what is it?
2: North America is cheap to right. buy gas. Oh,
1: so is it? Is it actually that expensive in Europe? I'm right. assuming
2: that's
0: getting sort of cost competitive in Europe. It says here that traditional diesel in Germany is 1.5 euros per liter. So this fuel is extremely competitive economically. Uh, and they're saying they're, <laughs> this is yeah. There you go. Thanks for reading of
1: a, that after we argued about it.
0: Well, no, I I looked I looked into it after you asked. Oh, I thought that was in the same article. <laughs> it is, but I I looked further down. <laughs> so what I'm saying is it, what they what they say here is um they they want to dissuade people's guilt from driving an Audi flying across the countryside, um they want to dissuade the guilt of producing all that CO2 because you're actually using CO2 as your as at least part of the reagents for your fuel source. So I think I think it's pretty cool.
1: Are they suggesting it's carbon neutral?
0: It is. They're saying it is carbon neutral. I I assume it
2: is based on their feedstocks. Yeah.
0: It's carbon negative unless, if anything.
2: I was gonna say unless they are, they're putting like energy burning in, natu-
1: sorry, go ahead.
2: Unless they're burning natural gas to get the carbon dioxide,
0: yeah. which a lot of people do, it says that they're like using they're, um, renewable energy for this entirely yes that's
2: well that's yeah for the process but
0: not necessarily for the feedstock yeah you're
2: right oh like a a lot of carbon dioxide feedstocks come from burning natural gas that would just be
0: so silly (laughs) well that's how it works i mean like that's what people do right but if if the co2 comes from natural gas feedstocks and then is used to make fuel again how is that anything but good you're taking carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and using it
2: and see that would be my criticism of this
0: project what what's the criticism of it that thing that you just said rob that's a good thing what part of
2: it is bad taking natural gas and then converting it to a liquid fuel no but why wouldn't you just pressurize the natural gas and use that but they're
0: not like they're not talking about saying, okay, we have this natural gas, let's burn it, and then use that to make fuel. They're saying, we are burning this natural gas and getting CO2, why don't we use that CO2 for something productive?
1: So it's the byproduct of CO2 it. they're using? Yeah. Is, that, is that
0: what it is? I'm suggesting that that would be a way that it would actually be carbon negative. Like okay. it would actually use up CO2 that would otherwise just be right. in, put in the atmosphere.
1: Like a carbon sequestration type that's, thing.
0: That's still not carbon- neutral it's using co2 for your fuel yeah yeah using incidental co2 not making co2 to use it for your fuel taking co2 that would be made anyways and using it i'm gonna
2: when you wrote a blog post on this like a couple years ago i'm gonna mirror your criticism and say you probably just could have taken that renewable energy put it into a battery and gotten further ahead with it
0: well maybe but they're saying that the It's pretty efficient. Like, I mean, we're going to have, if you're going to have cars that run on fuel, you are going to want to have an efficient fuel. And they're saying this is a more efficient fuel than conventional diesel. Okay. I'm not saying it's a perfect solution, but if you have the CO2 that you're producing, you're not, how are you going to get co go from CO2 to electricity? If you want to use electric if you want to make electricity you're saying that
2: i i okay i just i don't see the benefit of this here i suppose is what i'm saying i'm saying like if it's coming from natural gas i'm trying to look up the article i'm not saying it's coming from from natural
0: gas it can come from anywhere it can come from literally any. i didn't say anything about natural gas that was just the example that was given to me you could talk about okay i'm burning i'm looking up the article (laughs) it shouldn't be very hard the link is right there
2: (laughs) yeah it it didn't work for me
0: well i don't know what to tell you i'm on it right now
2: (laughs) that's that's great rob i'm happy for you
0: (laughs) so I, i don't see anything i don't see any possible criticism unless you are taking co2 from like unless you're burning some fuel source to get the co2 but what I'm saying is... Which
2: they probably are, because that's how you get CO2
0: today. I know, today.
2: but
1: Rob's saying that the natural gas is being burned for whatever. Right, for so some he, purpose. they're using the CO2 that's being released from that process and repurposing it yeah. to make this diesel. Like a carbon capture type process. Yeah, Not a, like you said, let's burn this gas to make more gas. Right. that would be
0: silly. <laughs> so what, what it says here, there's a little uh, diagram that says that what the, what they're actually using in this process currently is there's a facility that actually filters CO2 from ambient air.
2: Okay, yeah, I see that. How are they fixing that, though? What do you mean fixing
0: it? Like, how are they capturing it? Yes. Presumably some kind of thing that you were working on, like a zeolite or a whatever, molecular framework.
2: Ooh, that's a terrible idea.
0: I, I don't know that they're doing that. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I missed... Did you say... Long and
2: short, I'm not going to get excited about case. this until I know exactly how everything works. The,
1: the Audi article says the CO2 use is currently supplied by a biogas facility.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, that's okay
0: then. <laughs> that's what we were talking about this whole time. Oh. It really is. Yeah, and
1: then initially a portion of the CO2 needed is extracted from the ambient air.
2: Okay
0: oh that's not too bad then are we all okay (laughs) nick i feel like we did this whole roundabout thing because you were upset and now you're fine because you heard that it was the thing we were already saying
1: (laughs) he got confirmation
0: no well you didn't adequately explain it rob i'm glad you're satisfied now um let's move away from alternative energy because it's (laughs) it's causing a lot of angst it's a very Um,
1: heated topic
0: Nick, this is a story you wanted to talk about. I'm just going to blow right past that. (laughs) This is something you wanted to talk about last week that we didn't get to. Yes. All right, go ahead. Woolly mammoth cloning is
2: one step closer thanks to genome research. You're really excited about these woolly mammoths. (laughs) So, admit this is the first place that I went when I read this headline. (laughs) Now... Are we that much closer to having a Woolly Mammoth burger? Ooh. How dry would it be? Maybe Woolly Mammoth steaks? Well, I don't know. We, we haven't cloned a Woolly Mammoth to know how well it cooks up
0: yet. Through- <laughs>
1: <laughs> and what wine would you pair it with? Like, that just... Well, exactly!
0: Yeah. Well, now we're getting ridiculous again. <laughs> Is it a red? Is it a white? <laughs> so, Nick... Well, what,
1: what did the, uh the neanderthals drink
0: i don't know what did they drink yeah
1: with their woolly mammoth burgers
0: It's a good question i guess it's an excellent question <laughs> i mean it's not but i'm let's glad say we're talking about this <laughs> nick so what what is this new genome research that that causes this to happen oh i don't actually care <laughs> oh, no, but the quality of the burger <laughs> This is why this is in here?
1: Okay, so just,
2: yeah. just so that this isn't a complete waste of a topic, I have... <laughs> I offered to bring this up in the after show last week, but no one was biting.
1: <laughs> I have actually read a couple passing headlines on the debate, and it's not a new debate by any stretch, but about yeah. if it's worth de
2: about? Is the debate about... Which wine you would pair no, if that's, with extinct animals. I'm looking forward to that debate, too. <laughs> but the debate is whether
1: we should use a technology where we're getting two de-extinct species.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's a good debate to have. Um, there are already a bunch of species. I mean, they're saying that we're on the verge of a sixth uh, major species collapse. What Mass extinction is what they call it, I guess i thought we were in the midst of it yeah that's what i mean it, yeah so whether we should be putting money and research into not having that happen versus reanimating old things versus just trying to lessen our impact human impact on the environment i don't know it's a, it's a good debate yeah. to have
2: well i mean why would we spend any money researching anything because what good has research ever done for anyone
0: Nick, this is the second time in a row you've said that line in this chat, and I'm starting to think you believe it. No, see, that's like,
2: I'm I know, being facetious. I that time it was clear. Oh, And good. yet. <laughs> well, no, like, because why are we spending all this money on de-extincting animals when animals are going extinct already? Like, because they're scientists and that's what they do? here's my question
1: to you guys. Is it just a part of the natural selection that animals go extinct?
2: Well, what's natural? Like, yes. What, um, I've had this conversation with Kaya many a time. Uh, apparently like there's significant opposition to saving pandas because um, like pandas are just wholly dependent on bamboo And so, you know, it's, they have exactly one source of food. And if that source of food is ever threatened, then clearly that species is going to die. And, and it's like specifically bamboo shoots, like young shoots. Um, and so like the argument is, well, maybe that's just not an animal worth saving because it was heavily dependent on one thing anyway. Yeah, And I don't know that it's a keystone species or something super important like that. So, like, that's part of, you know, an extinction debate. Like, why would we save this thing when it was probably one of those things that was going to go extinct anyway?
1: Well, see, Nick, the thing is, is that pandas are very cute.
2: That's right. Did I mean, we all I mean, watch polar this bears minute too, video? The like,
1: <laughs> so which one?
2: No, I...
0: <laughs> really i don't know what you're talking neither about. of you watched it it came out no, yesterday what? i
1: didn't hear you what did you say
0: there was a minute earth video about this topic yesterday no it was like what should we save pandas just because they're cute yeah versus it was this exact discussion and i can't believe neither of you had seen it oh no nope. that's unbelievable
2: well i mean I, similar sort of argument to the buffalo i guess like they were huge and they kind of thrived on rampaging across the great, great plains.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, and once that niche environment, well not niche, I mean, it was huge before we started building railways
0: and stuff, but you know, yeah, this is crazy. I think you guys are uh, deceiving me. I put a link to the, to the video so you guys can watch it later and i'll put a video in the notes but minute earth talks about this exact issue in the the whole debate and i i I think that we shouldn't necessarily save species that are gonna like that like there are several species in the world that we now have to breed they don't breed on their own and so i think that they're not if we have to keep a species alive we have to do actual work to keep it alive it's not worth doing but it also means that we have to be able to assess correctly whether they're dying off because they are not a successful species or whether they're dying off because we're taking over their land and they just have no habitat or no ecosystem that can sustain them anymore because we've taken it away from them. Yeah. Well, I mean, at
2: that point, is it not tomato-tomato?
0: Like, natural selection, natural aside. Right. I mean, we are as natural as anything else, humans. It ju- It's just like... Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's one of
2: those things where you have to look at it as like, you know, are we part of the natural system? Because in that case, then we have symbiotic relationships with grasses and yeah. oh, we do. Grasses thrive because humans do because yeah. we have like vast wheat fields yeah. and corn fields and things like that.
0: Well, and there's also the thought that we have led to an explosion of the tastiest kinds of animals, like cows, chickens, pigs.
1: I- and hopefully ma- uh, mammoth, wooly so, mammoths, yeah, yeah, hopefully,
0: Yes. <laughs> one day soon. <laughs> not, not horses, though. Apparently, that's one place you can't go.
1: Apparently, <laughs> for some reason,
0: yeah. Um, so, it, I actually don't know if you're referencing something—the like, whole is, Swedish yes, meatballs, meat yeah, that Ikea Ikea meatballs, IKEA meatballs, having horse meat in them thing.
1: The IKEA meatballs.
0: Oh, yep.
2: well, that's an issue of false advertising, is it?
1: They're not saying beef balls; yeah, they're, they're saying so. meatballs.
2: They're saying meat horses balls. still it's meat. Meat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was horse listed as an ingredient though i don't know that any ingredients were listed it was just like <laughs> just here's meat. meatballs yeah. and they have horse in them that's weird
2: <laughs> no i thought the whole furor was about false
0: advertising
1: no just people are have a weird thing be with wrong. eating horses
0: i don't think horse meat is as egregious an example of false advertising as some other ones that are actually dangerous I don't think horse meat is any like, worse than any other kind of meat to eat. It's
1: just that we ride horses and not cows.
0: Yeah. Horses are, they have a historic connection to us in that we rode them that around. they do. and Some still do <laughs> to this day. Hey,
2: hey, horses helped us win the war, Rob. Yep, so did tanks. The war? And later airplanes. WW1. <laughs> They actually uh, an important part of one of the wartime conferences was horseshoe failure because it was
0: significantly hindering the war effort. weren't Canadian tanks also really important? Like, was it Sherman <laughs> tanks?
2: Those German, Those are tanks. U.S. tanks. I think. What am I thinking no. of? Um, Canadian tanks. Were? That Wait,
1: invented the tanks?
2: Apparently, no. Like, apparently, Canada made tanks really well, yeah. but I'm sure the Shermans were American
0: design. If you fought. A horse or ten horses versus a tank—you know that tank is going to win every time. I don't think we should value horses. Well, it depends for their-
2: on the dynamics of the battle, Rob. <laughs> How many bullets does this tank have left? Like the the horses are awful fast. Like the rider well, could jump horse off and throw a grenade a attack, down the top of the tank. Just running,
1: <laughs> but the horse can hoof you in the
2: face, and like the tank engine could cut out. Like that's. Right, but a pointless argument. If your if your
0: horse stops running, you get shot, and if your tank stops running, you are in a tank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I was saying. You can okay. open
2: the top and throw a grenade down.
1: Let's open this up to our to our Twitter followers <laughs> and say who would win in a fight: yeah. ten horses or a ten tank. horses
0: or a tank? What would you rather yeah. have?
2: Are, are we saying the horses are being ridden? <laughs> Or are we just saying pure horses. Okay, so what we're saying because is because if the tank is unmanned, it has a similar problem. <laughs> the tank's going to rust, and the horses are just going to be out to pasture. We're saying there's ten guys, ten guys inside this tank, which is fully armed. Or the versus does the tank have ten guys too? What's the tank crew like? That's what Rob? I'm saying. The tank has ten guys. The tank
0: has t- that's a lot of people I know. in the tank. We need to balance out.
1: I think that would be detrimental to the tank, really.
0: It's a big, it's a tank that seats Maybe ten. Maybe the tank requires that handicap because of the ten horses. It's a tank that seats ten people. It's not a small do, tank full of people. Do the horse
2: riders have RPGs? That's what I really want to know. This is
0: not ten clowns inside a tank.
2: <laughs> but that would make the battle all the more hilarious.
0: Uh, I don't even remember what we were Clown talking about. Clown tank versus horses. <laughs> oh <laughs> this is completely gone off the rails
2: <laughs> oh no tanks don't need rails they have tracks yeah. for that
0: honestly we were talking about woolly mammoths and somehow we got to that
2: <laughs> and see that's why that was such a great topic yep.
0: are are we good with uh the woolly mammoth talk for now
2: i think so okay yes <laughs>
0: Uh, so, Mike, there's a story here uh, about YouTube. I'm not sure why this is in here, but I'm sure you have a way to slant it so that it will be applicable to us. What? As you always do. What do you mean
1: slant it? What needs slanting?
0: How is this I'm science surprised or tech? you didn't put it in. This is pop culture. What? But go ahead. How is this
1: not tech? We've talked about Netflix before. We've talked about Showy. Really? We've talked about net This neutrality. is where you
0: draw the line, Rob? I'm, <laughs> all I'm saying is... Netflix had a techie slant. Uh, Show me had a how is techie YouTube slant. not techie? No, I'm saying apl- make it technical. Netflix, we talked about bandwidth limits and net neutrality. With Show me, we talked about unbundling cable from everything. How, how is how is YouTube? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> jump
2: in here and say, well, it seems that we have news from the future of entertainment. All right, go ahead, Mike. Thank make- you, Nick.
1: Rob. If Jesus. I could boot you from this show I would.
0: <laughs> I no, so, I honestly I legitimately want to know what what was interesting to you from a science or technical point of view about this news. I I thought
1: I honestly thought you would be more excited about this seeing as you are a content creator and curator yourself. I'm I'm shocked and appalled actually.
0: Okay, so tell me Mike, why this news should be interesting to Mike The to me. union is on your side, Mike. <laughs> just just heads up. <laughs> I'm not against you. I'm just wondering why this is relevant to me and you and Nick. How is it not? I'm just asking. We started on YouTube. We are on YouTube literally right now. (laughs) But go ahead.
1: Yeah. I I, I can't even. I I don't even feel like
0: talking about this anymore. All right. I'm going to start and then I'll lead it. I'll let you finish it and explain. I'm really curious. What are the four original series? (laughs) There's no, there's no discussion of what the four original series are, just that they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, there is. Is there? Did you look at the link, Rob? No, of course not. God damn it, Rob. <laughs> okay, wh- what's the news?
1: Okay, well, for those who actually recognize important advancements in science and technology, YouTube has announced that they're uh, supporting the creation of four original series that their current YouTube creators... Will be creating, yeah. How many times I creating there? Um, but yeah, so there's a couple comedy ones. There's some sitcom type stuff, but essentially the actual shows themselves really aren't the main part of the story. It's it's that they're kind of taking the same route as Netflix and I think HBO has original series. Yeah, they have original series now, like um, Game of Thrones. <laughs>
0: Game of I mean, Thrones being an example of an HBO original series? Right.
1: Well, I don't watch Game of Thrones. So <laughs> anyways, these these media outlets are realizing that Amazon is, is a good example that are doing their original series. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, they're realizing that people want well, originality. And if they can create a show that's released on their channel first as like a first run type thing, they're more likely to have people pay attention to that. That content if it's good quality content as we've seen with with a lot of these original programming mm-hmm. so it's it's good to see a media company like youtube because that is what they are they are a media company not in the conventional sense like netflix uh but they have a lot of content and they have creators working for them so it's it's good to see that they're they're kind of experimenting with this um and you know they've they drew parallels this article that i was that Uh, I was talking about this between the music key uh, program as well. How that's initiative to kind of give some initiative to artists to host their, their content on the site um, based on that subscription model. So I guess, yeah, it's all, it's it's all monetization, but I think it's beneficial for content. I think it gives a lot of initiative for, for original content and, and high quality as well.
0: So within the next month or two, YouTube is going to open up the ability to get a YouTube subscription and get premium content from YouTube that people who are either people who are not paid users will not be able to see or they will have to see they'll have to watch ads to to be able to watch the content. And so this is the the it's not necessarily a problem I mean people are free to monetize content but like What this means is that if you want to watch these YouTube series, you're going to need a YouTube subscription, just like you need a Netflix subscription and like you need an HBO subscription and like you need a show me subscription. It's another thing that you're going to have to pay for every month. And there are going to be a lot of people because they're using successful YouTubers and popular YouTubers. You're going to have a ton of people, especially um, not to generalize, but teenagers who follow these YouTubers are dedicated to them. It's going to be huge incentive for those customers to subscribe. For sure. So I just, I, I have a hard time getting too excited because it's going to be just another thing that I'm going to be incentivized to pay for. But do you, would you
1: not agree that if something is worth paying for, then you'll pay for it? Yeah. If CGP started requiring a subscription to his content, would you not subscribe to it? If it was if it was a nominal, reasonable fee,
0: are there no advert ads on the sure? Content? Why not?
1: Sure, no ads.
0: <sighs> I I prefer the ad supported model myself. If C G P Grey is not going to do that for the record, no, I, yeah.
1: I I'm just using that as, as yeah, an example. yeah yeah. He yeah.
0: he has gone the exact opposite way to say no, I'm never going to do know. that.
2: To I, say you I can support me that. if you
0: want, yeah. but. I would have to make that decision if it came up on a case-by-case basis. And there are a lot of things that when you have to pay for them, I have just stopped doing. Like music being one of them. I, I barely listen to music anymore because it's expensive. And I listen to a lot of podcasts because they're free and ad-supported. Does iTunes Match cost money? iTunes Match costs $28 a year. Which Are you paying for that? I just paid the third year because it also it hosts all the music you already have and it lets you play it back on any any right. computer right but so, you find
1: that something worth paying
0: for 28 dollars a year yes even if i don't listen to yep. that much music it's right. still worth right
1: that's the kind of, that's all the nominal fee i'm talking about when i'm talking just like i i don't think someone who has millions of subscribers shouldn't need more than 28 bucks a year
0: right but like we talked about in a past episode it's not going to be you're not going to get a big piece of that subscription pie. You're going to get a tiny piece.
1: Depends on your model and how you're going about it. For YouTube, yeah, that that's the yeah, case. For YouTube, yeah. that's what I mean. But if you're hosting your own content and charging your own fee, then that's its own thing.
0: Right, it is its own yeah. thing. And I yeah. I don't know that I would pay a lot. I might pay a dollar or two a month, yeah, or a dollar or two per thing. If right. every individual creator decided to go their own way and say charge charge per content that's a decision i'd have to make on an individual basis but it probably means i would end up watching a lot less of that paid content just because there is such a wealth of stuff on the internet you you can find things for free or that are ad supported somewhere and i think a lot of people would tend to go that way just i mean a because that's the way we've been trained by the internet is that things should things are free it's really hard to find people who are willing to pay for a lot of things on the internet. Yeah. So it would, it would take a big leap for people to actually start doing that again. Not saying it's bad. Just saying, I don't think many people would do that.
1: You know what I'm finding? And I don't know if you guys experience the same thing, but when you're watching a YouTube video and that, that ad comes up at the beginning, sometimes like I actually want to watch the ad cause it looks interesting, but then I just feel bad and I skip it anyway. Cause I don't feel like, paying that like giving my attention to an ad
0: why do you feel bad for watching a good advertisement
1: i don't know because i i feel like it's, it's a trick because it's like oh this looks interesting but i know i'm going to be disappointed it's like a clickbait thing interesting because they de- they designed those first five seconds of the ad to be interesting because right. that's all you that's what you're forced to watch
0: so right? the first five second like as someone who has ads on youtube the first five seconds of the video don't get you much money you you right. really only get a lot of money for ads if you either get that 15 second one that plays all the way through or if you watch a a, a non insignificant percentage of a longer ad. Right. So if you are skipping after five seconds and I most of the time I do that because I've A, I've seen the ads a thousand times and B, I want to just like rush through it. But you're not the creators aren't getting a lot of money, so if you, if you like the ad and if you like the content, you should put more effort into watching those ads. oh so,
1: so the the, con- the creator does actually get more money if you watch the whole ad.
0: Yeah. Oh, interesting.: Yeah, especially some of the, some of the ads are like three and a half four minutes. If you watch <laughs> that whole ad, they would get a bunch of money. <laughs> and I would be willing I would be willing, much more willing to do that to watch a four-minute ad to support a show than i would be to pay the amount of money that the advertiser would be giving to the creator yeah um the one exception being i'm gonna just call out uh comedy network their their web service i I don't know if they're just not enough people are advertising but they keep showing for for a really long time they've done um there's an ad for Canadian sixty-seven or Canada sixty-seven, whatever it is, with sixty-seven calorie beer that plays in front of every video three times in a row this week. <laughs> um, there's been it's, there's been an Alexander Keith ad. There's been a Hotels.com ad, and there's been a there isn't like an OSAP ad or a Government of Canada ad that played like they just they play yeah. the ad three times in a row, give you a segment, play three ad three times in a row. If you're watching on the web player, and it's just. It makes me hate those ads, the ones that I see over and over and over again. I'd be willing to watch them once. I think they once, should
2: diversify their they should diversify their ads more because, yeah. like, even the CBC, uh, what whatever you'd call it, the CBC player, the stream, yeah. Oh my god, the same ad over and over and over again. It's like I'm just I'm never gonna buy yeah. this because I hate this now. See if
1: no one else is buying the ad space, then there's nowhere else
0: yeah, to put yeah there, but if no one else is buying the ad space, don't show the ad multiple times. that makes it worse for the advertiser, possibly yeah, in my opinion, it makes it worse for the advertiser, yeah I'm never gonna go to hotels.com just because <laughs> I've seen that stupid ad so many times uh so I'm finding it hard to be excited about these original series, mainly because. I've seen a ton of original series on different networks, different services, and they've never... But strictly online services? Yeah, and I, I've never been super compelled to see them. I guess the exception being Community on Yahoo Screen now, but Yahoo Screen is not available in Canada, so that's a whole other... Like, the globalization thing is a whole other issue. I couldn't pay for to watch Community even if I wanted to. Right. So it's sort of defeats the whole purpose of having it paid but uh even
1: even you posted this morning on that louie episode yeah and i was like oh that sounds interesting so i looked for it and then i was like oh the louie site has them click on it please enter your cable subscriber
0: yeah no (laughs) (laughs) uh it that is a really good episode though yeah you may just have to go other places to find it
1: of which will not be discussed here.
2: Of course <laughs> not. All completely legal, of course. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> it's on FXX. We're above board here at Future Chat. I, I pay. We pay for FXX. <laughs> I could have certainly watched okay. it legitimately. Um. So, we've got a couple more stories here. We'll get to. Uh, I just wanted to read or to tell you guys about this one. I. I always take health research related studies with a g- massive grain of salt, like so large you could choke on it and get your throat dried out and die. Um, but I read this thing yesterday. That sounds inadvisable, Rob. Why, why
2: would you do that? <laughs> that seems terrible.
0: <laughs> so, this is a study that said that it, we've all heard that sitting all day is bad for you and is like cutting time off your life. And so, you should use a standing desk. And if you use a standing desk for some of your time, your eight-hour workday, it will give you a certain chance of better living, longer living, um, sort of more healthy overall life. And so the study that I was reading compared what they called low-intensity activity, which is basically standing as opposed to sitting, versus light activity. So low versus light, where light activity is just walking around. And they said that, um, to offset like standing some of the time is not going to offset the damage that sitting some of the time does and to get that same benefit to get to get rid of the benefit or the to get rid of the non benefit of sitting, you should spend a couple minutes every hour walking around just not just standing but actually moving and just get your heart rate up a little bit, get the blood moving much more than standing would do and so this is something that I want to try at work because I get up after four hours of sitting there and my legs are not numb but it's harder to walk than it otherwise would be it just made me reconsider like a standing desk may not be all of the like it may not be the be-all and end-all of having a healthy lifestyle while you're in an office setting it just yeah i don't know what do you guys think about about that idea that maybe standing isn't going to save you from sitting
1: yeah
0: i've always been
1: skeptical of the standing desk movement it's like well you're still not moving Mm -hmm. um they have the treadmill desks which is kind of its own level of intensity i guess and i think if you can't do a treadmill desk then yeah you're probably better off just walking around a little bit even if it's just to get a drink of water just i don't know i don't know how where you could walk to or how long you said two minutes of walking
0: yep per waking hour they said
1: can you save up
0: i, I, think I don't think you can f- a little bit but they're saying that ra- if yeah. you don't have the time or the ability in some cases if you're older to do moderate activity for the recommended amount of time that yeah. this is a way that you can alleviate that like get right. rid of the necess- necessity to do low uh, or moderate activity just by walking around for a little bit at a time do you guys
1: remember that office episode where like Toby's explaining like the health benefits
0: or the risks
1: and Michael's like, you never get any work done. (laughs) Do it all at once. (laughs) That's funny.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons that, uh, uh, working in an office is terrible for your health that we haven't really fully addressed in our sort of business society yet, but I think it's coming Nick, do you have anything you want to say on the matter? So,
2: well, I mean,
0: part of the reason
2: w- when I worked in an office environment, part of the reason I ended up drinking so much coffee was that like, I would be sitting there for so long and i go, oh my God, I need to stand up and do something. I'll go get a coffee. And yeah, I don't know. I've... Uh, whenever I work in an office environment and this is partly why computational chemistry was challenging for me, was that you had to sit there for a really long time. Yeah. I don't know. I, I always find excuses to get up and go do something else. So I guess I it. was meeting my two minutes an hour. <laughs> Although I'm wondering if like you could bike 20 minutes to work and have that cover you for the next yeah. eight to 10 hours.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're they're saying for the person who can't do that. Okay, so you can't do anything, so walk two minutes, an hour? Yeah. Eh, And and it provided overall better health outcomes than people who did either nothing or not enough uh, low-intensity exercise or just stood.
1: So is the idea to break up the sitting time or to, like just do a net effect because if you just take a walk at lunch, that should kind of cover you for the day.
0: I think it's slightly both. I don't think you want to be sitting for too, too long all in one, but also I think like it's sort of a bit of a a bit of B. It would be better if you took, if you walked at lunch and got up every hour, but if you can only do one, do it every hour.
1: I just don't know what I do for two minutes. Just
0: go to the washroom, go get a drink of water go get a breath of fresh air.
1: But I think that just looks like non-productivity if people see you every hour just going up and wandering around.
0: Well, you could say I'm bettering my health <laughs> and I'm going to be more productive if I go walk around. Maybe. I mean, that's also an argument like
2: Rob was saying earlier about how the current office yeah. environment hasn't really fully addressed the fact that sedent- like just complete sedentary lifestyle uh, yeah, not lifestyle, but a completely sedentary office mm-hmm. environment is just terrible for all sorts of reasons.
0: Yeah, the, the fact that I mean, th- there are a ton of things that are wrong with the current workplace politics and and economics, but I think that that's one of the biggest ones is that if someone if they saw you walk get up and walk around for two minutes, if your boss is going to be like you should be working for those two minutes, I think they're like nobody. <laughs> Again, this is another office reference, but nobody sits there for eight hours and goes, all right, I'm doing work for all eight hours. Like, that's an (laughs) impossibility. (laughs) You take time to think. You take time to walk around. You take time to socialize with coworkers. Like, these are all important things for an office. It's not all sitting at a computer working for every second of every day. Is that a good place to leave it? I think so. I think we covered quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh fair enough. I uh That's a good. I'm I'm pretty excited about this. I I'm thinking back cuz I was recapping um go and check out com for some good old tech news. Uh yeah. Do you guys have anything you want to say before we go?
2: i have a question yeah. um what is this episode of future chat brought to our listeners from <laughs> or by whom is it
0: is it brought to our listeners <laughs> well i i would personally like to thank audible.com for helping to support this show if that's what you mean oh <laughs> is there anything that our listeners could do at audible there is actually so if you want to help support our show Uh, One of the things you can do is head to audibletrial.com slash unwind. Uh, That will get you the ability to sign up for a free audiobook from audible.com as well as a 30-day free trial. And uh, yeah, like I mentioned, help support the show. They have lots of great books. We've talked about Bill Nye's book. We've talked about uh, Andy Weir uh, made a book called The Martian or wrote a book called The Martian that is now being made into a Matt Damon movie. It's supposed to be coming out in the fall, I guess. But uh, you can go read that audiobook or have that audiobook read to you, which is even better than than reading a book. And uh, yeah, so if you go to audibletrial.com slash unwind and sign up, uh, you'll be helping out the show and you get a free audiobook.
1: Yeah. And check out Mobileshare.com for your Canadian tech news.
0: And my name and face somewhere. Sometimes
1: yep. <laughs> you'll be you'll be surprised by it when you scroll down. It's like, <laughs>
0: Oh, I know that guy. Oh, that's a familiar face. Um, I'm used to seeing it in the bottom left-hand corner of my video screen, but now I'm seeing it at the top of an article. That is so strange.
2: Wow.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening to this week's Future Chat. As always, we will be back next week with more science and tech talk. Uh, What I'm going to ask you to do this time is head to unwindmedia.com and pick your favorite of Unwind Media's shows and rate them and possibly even give us a review on iTunes if you like the show. And for this show in particular, you can find past episodes and more at futurechat.me on the web. See you guys next time. See you guys. Bye.